Someone lies about a fellow student at the University of Virginia, and instead of getting disciplined, she gets honored because she's black and fat, of course. Glenn Youngkin, governor of Virginia, finally does something that should have been done a long time ago, and the Biden administration is doing all it can to destroy the military while bitching about not being able to recruit new soldiers. Go figure. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great day yesterday. And let's get to it. Um, first thing we need to do, of course, my favorite segment of the day. And we got a couple of real winners today. So let's take a look who we have. Who are we going to do first? Uh, again, these are these are people that are just regular folk just saying stupid crap. So here's our first one. We're having a major problem in this society of being married. The family having kids, being married. There's a ton of videos out right now where people are discussing how great it is to be single and without kids. You know, at 30 years old. And everyone looks at it, it doesn't sound like an incredible life because, again, these people have nothing to compare it to. So there was a video that went viral last week, and it went viral because someone pointed out, you look miserable. She was screaming how great it was. She was able to go to the Beyonce concert, get really drunk, stay out till 1 in the morning, then sleep till 11 in the morning, the next morning, and then do whatever she wants, cook whatever she wants for breakfast, because she didn't have a husband and she didn't have kids. You had another video out there where some movie star was screaming how great it is to be divorced before the age of 30. Of course, no kids. And these people continue to say how great life is without children, without a husband, without a wife, whatever. And here's the problem I have. They really have nothing to compare it to. Of course, yeah, it would be nice to get up and, and whenever you wanted and, and things like that. But eventually, you are able to do that with kids, except you feel filled. I have four kids. One passed away. All of them are successful. And I feel really good about it. And I feel that all the work... And I'm proud of the work I've done in the past. But, you know, these people who scream, Hey, I don't want kids. They're screaming all this stuff. They have nothing to compare it to. Well, it sounds like you're doing something I did when I was 16. Who cares? I mean, you're not doing anything any special. So what? What are you going to be like at 50? Well, there's another group of people, and this is just coming out. It's people having midlife crisis, crises, and they are complaining that they can't live like they're 16, 18 anymore. And then they decide, well, I'm just going to live like I'm 16, 18. Damn the kids, damn the husband. Here's a gal who is just so thrilled that she's got her own room in her own house. Let's listen. A couple months ago, it dawned on me, I'm a grown-ass woman. Why don't I have my own bedroom? I shared a bedroom most of my childhood. And when I finally got my own bedroom, it felt like I had arrived to grown-up land. And then I got married. And then I was sharing not just a bedroom, but a bed. One day, I was helping my nine-year-old decorate and organize her own bedroom and realized, wait a minute, why don't I have my own bedroom? 
couple of fun benefits. I got my own bedspread. I picked out my own pillows. I get to put all the pictures on the wall that I want. Look how gorgeous this one is. I was a little worried about how our kids would react to mom getting her own bedroom. I didn't want them worrying about us. But a week ago, I was talking to my daughter about going on vacation and getting a little Airbnb and how many rooms would we need? And she goes, well, mom, you got to make sure you have your own room. Yes. You're a grown ass woman. Get yourself your own bedroom and teach your daughter that she could have her own bedroom her whole life. Of course, this has to be on TikTok. And by the way, if you're sitting there and calling yourself a grown-ass woman, that means you're probably not a grown-ass woman. You've probably got the maturity of a 15-year-old, which this woman does. Now, more than likely, she, she's in her 40s, mid-40s maybe. So, more than likely, this is a midlife crisis. As a matter of fact, that's what Ian Miles Chong on X, which was Twitter, called it. This looks like a midlife crisis, that she needs her own room. But this is the kind of narcissism that our society is making, especially on, on TikTok. Is it really a surprise that this woman decides to do this on TikTok? Now, if you went to Rumble, there was a woman who was making dinner while her husband was sitting in the couch watching TV on his phone, and she was trying to gain sympathy, you know, poor woes me. Well, this woman's doing the same thing. Now, this is a divorce waiting to happen. If I'm a husband and the wife doesn't want to sleep with me, we're pretty much done. This is just, you know, we might as well just get a divorce. I'll take the kids. I'll take care of the kids. You obviously don't want to take care of the kids. The kid, this is not good for the kids. And she refuses to see that. Where the kid says, well, you've got to have your own room. You're a grown-ass woman. Hey, that's not a positive like she made it out to be. That's the kid recognizing, yeah, there's a problem with mommy. So this is just, this is where, this is where our culture is devolving. And I mean devolving. And this is saying that, okay, anything that used to be normal, anything that used to be the culture is now being just pissed on by these people. And this, I'm sorry, this is not normal. This is not healthy. And she might as well write her marriage off. And I, unless she has a man that is less of a man than she is, that man is out of that house. If he isn't already out of that house, because I'd be out of that house. I'd be telling Josie, you know what? Yeah, the second you need your own room, our marriage is over. I might as well just leave. I'll let you, you can have the whole house to yourself. But that isn't the only one. Here is, this is basically the mental illness of the standard leftist. And I'm not talking about the, the, the elitist leftists, because you've got leftists. Most of this leftism comes from the elites. And a lot of the elites, they don't actually believe in this crap. Now, you do have the actors, like, let's say, Will and, Will and Jada Smith. You have uh, Charlize Theron, where they take their leftism all the way where they're transing their kids and crap like that. So you do have those leftists. But for the most part, leftists, elite leftists don't believe in the bullshit they peddle. They, they just don't. They don't believe a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man just because he puts a dress. They don't believe that. They don't believe men can get pregnant. 
They don't believe men menstruate. They don't believe in any of this crap. What they are doing is trying to get regular people, the non-elite, who will be, by the way, when they take over the culture, these people will be thrown in the garbage heap, just like any conservative out there. And they seem to fail this. They try and go in and destroy the intellect of people that are that buy into this shit. And then you see the mental illness, especially with social media. So here's one, of course, on TikTok again. And this is a gal. She's overweight, of course. She has tattoos everywhere, of course. Her hair is regular color. And apparently she's... I don't know what she is, but she, she's non-binary or some crap. She goes all the way. But listen to her. Because I, I'm going to be releasing a video on Rumble <coughs> where you got to actually look at some of these people and just feel sorry for them. Because there's obviously mental illness here. And this gal, i got to tell you, I actually feel sorry. Because as much as people like this claim... They want to be inclusive. They want to be included and they feel included in the left. They never do. They never are included and they never really feel that way. So let's listen to this poor gal because this is this is actually kind of sad. This is, it's beyond sad. This is despair. Let's listen. Y'all, I'm tired. Seven in the morning at the physical therapy office, misgendered. By someone who I've told my pronouns to. And I said, just to let you know, my pronouns are they, them. And they went, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's right. And then I had to explain um, too many times to my physical therapist that I didn't want to do an exercise where I had to crunch my face into my boobs because that gave me, gives me gender dysphoria. And I ended up getting upset um, and started to softly cry and then quietly beg to leave and have the physical therapist just email me the exercises so I wouldn't have to actually be in the space um, to do them. And I could just do them at home. You know, I don't feel comfortable at most places in society but when it comes to being at the doctor's office, it's important to feel cared for, respected, have your humanity honored. And I'm just, um, I'm tired. I'm real tired. Um, and I've had a rough morning. So for the rest of the day, I'm gonna do only nice things for myself. Um, I have to do some stuff that relates to my legal name change. I'm going to hopefully get my nails done if my nail um, tech is in at the shop. And it's going to be a low effort day. It's going to be a low effort day um, because this sucks. This, this sucks real bad. Okay, bye. Okay, the first thing I want to point out is this gal looks like she's had way too many me days. And by the way, the exercise she's talking about, her face being in her boobs, are sit-ups. And one of the reasons 
the doctor is having her do sit-ups is because she's really overweight. So she looks like she's had too many me days. The other problem is that uh, reason doctors doctors are not there to respect your humanity. That is that is trash. They're there to keep you healthy. And you can tell that one of the things the doctor actually said was, "Hey, you need to lose some weight." Now that's fact. That's reality. That's based off science. That's based off medicine. This isn't. They don't care about your humanity when it comes to that. Your humanity is not going to be relevant seven years from now when you drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke or you end up with diabetes. This is what the doctors are there for. This is, this is why it trips me out whenever you see someone who is morbidly obese sit there and talk about not being respected at the doctor's office. You're not being respected. It's nothing to do with respect. It has to do that that doctor's job is to tell you, listen, you're not living correctly. You're gaining way too much weight. You're going to die. But these people don't care. And as far as her pronouns go, you know what? No one cares about your pronouns. And lady, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. No, it's not. But the gal should have said, listen, I don't do that. And by the way, that's happening more and more and more. There are actually videos coming out where people are saying, hey, there's, there's one where a flight attendant by accidentally called a passenger sir and it was a a guy it was a guy acting like a chick and he started throwing an absolute hissy fit and he said listen I don't have to put up with this crap you can sit down and deal with it because I'm not calling you ma'am or I'll throw you off the plane and then what did the guy do sat his ass down this is what's happening there's a flat there's a there's going to be a flat, there's going to be a whip back. I mean, people are not going to tolerate this crap, especially from people like this. But do you notice how many times she said I I I me me me? I'm taking I'm taking a, a me day. I'm taking a relaxed day. I'm doing Lady, that's part of your problem. There is some she cries at being misgendered. She cries at not her humanity not being respected at the doctor's office. This gal has some real mental problems. So she doesn't win dumbass of the day. The first one wins dumbass of the day. Only because I feel really sorry for this broad. I really do. And again, TikTok. Alright, let's get to our first story here. Alright, so um, these people on the left, here's the reality. They're there to hurt you. They want to destroy your life. So, according to the New York... And here's one again. Kind of hits up what we were talking about five minutes ago. What I've talked about 1,200 times on Rumble. And what I've said probably 10,000 times in previous podcasts. Fat people. Okay. So, here's a gal who has decided to make herself a victim in 50 different ways. And, of course, society is embracing this. So according to, and, and meanwhile, she's victimizing other people and no one seems to care. So according to the New York Post, a beauty giant, and that's in quotes, Dove, has partnered, Dove, the one that makes soap, has partnered with Black Lives Matter activists to promote, quote, fat liberation, end quote, 
after she accused she was accused of wrongfully getting a white student expelled from her university over a quote misheard end quote remark. Ziana Bryant, a community organizer and student activist studying at the University of Virginia, made the announcement that she was a quote dove ambassador end quote on her Instagram page at the end of August as she spoke about her goal of ending the stigma of being overweight. Now, a couple of things about this. We'll get to the gal she tried to have expelled or suspended. The gal was never expelled or suspended, but it was a mark on her record. Because this, like all fits of racism, they're probably bullshit. And, of course, this was bullshit. So... And that's the first thing you need to know. We haven't even gotten to that part yet. The second part is, when this gal talks about fat liberation, I don't know what she's trying to liberate herself from, but she is ginormous. She is huge. Probably close to 400 pounds. And, I mean, it's to the point. You'll hear her speak. She doesn't sound like she speaks well. She doesn't speak well because she is so heavy, she can barely move her mouth. I am not kidding you. This is really disgust disgusting. But let's hear her hear what she's got to say about fat liberation. My belief is that we should be centering the voices and experiences of the most marginalized people and communities at all times. So when I think about what fat liberation looks like to me, it looks like centering the voices and the experiences of those who live in and who maneuver through spaces and institutions in a fat body. It looks like making accessible spaces and having conversations that are aware of the fact that people have different bodies and that they are interacting with space and people and institutions and communities in a different way. Fat liberation looks like fully embracing those differences and having those conversations instead of shying away from them. To learn more about fat liberation and the campaign for size freedom that Dove is supporting, visit dove.com forward slash size freedom. Tap in, join the campaign, support the campaign. This is important and we should all be talking about it. Okay, uh, here, here, here's the story. What She just said a lot of gobbledygook. It was all basically left-wing woke terminology but all she basically said is you should pay attention to us you should listen to what we say and you should accept what we say that's it with no questions she says we should have the whenever some whenever the leftist says we should have a conversation they don't mean we should have a conversation it means we should listen to them and that's it we shouldn't debate it we shouldn't say anything about it Okay, there's nothing we should be saying. That's what she said in that statement. I am fat and you need to accept me for the way I am. Well, here's the thing. No, we shouldn't. You are unhealthy. And this is just a bad, bad person. Okay, so now let's, let's, get, uh, let, let, let's get to the point. So, continuing with the story. Because she's also, a, she, so she's sponsored by Dove for fat people. Um, I don't think there's that much dove in the world that's going to get every crack and crevice from her clean. Yes, I'm insulting her because she's a bad person and I don't like her. And I, I won't have to worry about her in about five years because she'll be dead from a stroke or a heart attack because, she, like I said, she weighs about 400 pounds. 
So let's continue with the story. But even though Bryant has been praised for a work with Black Lives Matter and getting Robert e. Lee's, a, a Robert E. Lee statue taken down in Charlottesville, she has also come under fire in the recent months for her efforts to get a white student named Morgan Bettinger suspended from campus. So in other words, she's gotten... She, when they say under fire, it means conservative outlets have been sitting there and saying, who the hell is this gal? She's not under fire by anyone. She claimed Benninger referred to BLM protesters as good speed bumps in the summer of 2020, only to later admit that she'd misheard her. In other words, um, she just decided to start a, a bullshit race problem, is what she did. She wasn't even involved in the conversation. The incident began in July 2020 when Bettinger mistakenly drove down the street where BLM protesters were gathered. And by the way, this is something that a lot of people don't understand. Don't protest in the middle of the street. You're not getting, you're not getting your point across. You're annoying people. By the way, if Bettinger had actually said they would make good speed bumps, good for her. Continuing, the incident began, I believe me, she's not the only one that thinks that. Uh, the incident began in July... Okay, we said that. She told Reason Magazine, of course, a left-wing magazine, she saw a dump truck partially blocking the road, but because the street was not completely blocked off, she continued driving. When she realized the road was actually being blocked off from traffic, Bettinger said she decided to park the car and see what was going on. As she passed by, Bettinger said the truck driver began talking to her, and the two had a brief conversation. Bettinger says she remembered telling the truck driver something in the lines of, it's a good thing that you are here, because otherwise these people would have been speed bumps, trying to praise his efforts to block traffic. In other words, this gal was basically saying, I never even knew they were here. I was driving around. I would have hit them. The driver later corroborated Bettinger's remarks to local cops. Cops were involved. But Brian overheard part of the conversation and tweeted that she said the protesters would make good speed bumps, along with a video showing Bettinger backing down the street in her car while Brian and several other protesters follow. Which, by the way, is enough reason. When, when the protesters start following you and you're in your car, time to go forward and just hit them. She then called the police and started crying, saying that they were attacking her, Bryant claimed. The tweet was, well, I mean, they were chasing her car down the street. That pretty much says they're kind of attacking her. The tweet was quickly shared more than a thousand times, and the Internet sleuths soon identified the driver as Bettinger, of course, because that's what people do on the Internet. The fact that she had a pro-police social media post and her late father had worked as a police officer only seemed to irritate people more, according to the Daily Mail. So, in other words... <laughs> this gal is he's pro cop, so she's evil right off the bat. Just one day earlier, later, Bryant began demanding the school administrators expel Bettinger. Quote, email via UVA deans, deans now to demand that Morgan face consequences for her actions and the UVA stop graduating racists, she tweeted. By the way, action, she didn't commit any action, she just said something. She drove down a street, said something that she misheard, that the, the fat gal misheard, and then while she's being chased down the street by BLM activists, drove away. This is what she did. Brian herself filed a complaint with the University Judiciary Committee, 
a student-run disciplinary system alleging Bettinger had threatened students' health and safety. Actually, it was the opposite. It was her health and safety that was threatened. It found Bettinger guilty of making legitimate... Where do we go here? Uh, it found Bettinger guilty of making legitimate threat against protesters despite being unable to prove Bryant's claims about her intentions. This is why colleges do not have their own judiciary committees. By the way, the cops were called. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get straight to it. The cops were called. This this fat broad decided to call the cops, and the cops did investigate. And the cops said nothing happened. Meanwhile, and by the way, not only did nothing happen, but this this fat broad actually admitted she misread, she misheard the statement. So everything was a farce right off the bat. But she went to the police. She went to the school board. The school board found her guilty. They did not suspend her. They did not uh, uh, expel her because they didn't have any actual proof. They just put it in her record. Now this gal has to get a lawyer to sue the school to get her record expunged. Do you know who should be in jail? You know who should be expelled? This fat broad. What's her name now? Uh, let's see. Zayana Bryant. She should be the one expelled. And because she filed a false police report, she should be thrown in jail. But of course not. Because she's black and she's fat. And she's part of BLM. The Washington Post did an expose about her. Ebony, Ebony named her to the Power 100 list last year. And, of course, she's sponsored by Dove. So, you know, don't tell me there isn't, there, our culture isn't siding with one group of people. They obviously are. This is a terrible human being. And the only thing we can hope is she's going to be irrelevant. Well, she's irrelevant now. No one really pays attention to people like this because they just think they're full of crap in any, anyway. But this gal will probably be dead in four years because she is into fat liberation and she weighs 400 pounds. So she has, she'll, if she doesn't already, she'll have diabetes, high blood pressure, she'll stroke out, have a heart attack, whatever it is. Her knees will give out, whatever it is. And you know what? She gets what she deserves. The problem with the left is, it's, it is, the, it is the, the cult of death. They really are about death. This is completely unhealthy, but they celebrate it. This woman will be dead before she's 30, but they celebrate that. And of course, when she does drop dead, they won't say a word about it. Well, if she had lost 250 pounds, she'd be alive today. They won't say that. They can't say that. So they celebrate it. And they'll celebrate it when they're burying her in a, a piano-sized coffin. Okay, this is something that I, I got to tell you, I'm surprised this didn't happen earlier. I thought, now I know the police actually dropped the case, but I thought this would have been done a lot earlier. According to the Daily Wire, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin on Sunday granted an absolute pardon to the father who was arrested at a school board meeting after the superintendent lied about his daughter's rape by a skirt-wearing boy. 
The pardon says that in June 2021, Scott Smith, quote, exercised his constitutional right to attend a public meeting of the Loudoun County School Board to observe the proceedings, during which time a community member threatened to spread false and malicious information about Mr. Smith's business with the intent to damage his reputation. After ensuing verbal confrontation, Scott Thomas Smith was charged with obstruction of justice and disorderly conduct, and Smith was quickly, even though was quickly convicted, even though an appeals court later disqualified the prosecutor due to concerns about quote integrity of the prosecution end quote. The pardon continues. Whereas Scott Thomas Smith has been publicly and falsely accused of domestic terrorism and hate crimes for attempting to advocate for his daughter, a victim of sexual assault, by the way, she was anally raped by this kid. I have decided it is just the it is just and appropriate to grant the absolute pardon that reflects Scott Thomas Smith's factual innocence, it concludes. Now, if you don't remember this story, this story was actually broken out broken by the Daily Wire. So Virginia decided they were going to allow boys to walk into the women's restroom. All they had to do was wear a skirt or say they were a girl. This boy walked into a girl's restroom, not to pee. He went in to rape this gal. He walked in, he raped her, anally raped her. And I'm sorry if this offends somebody, but you know what? We need a little more reality in this society. Anally raped her was arrested, was sent to another school. The rape was never reported. The rape was never, uh, there was never a report made of the rape. The kid, I'm sorry, the kid was not arrested. He was transferred to another school with his skirt and all. This was all hidden. So this guy goes into the school board meeting bitching that his daughter got, got raped and he was threatened by not only the school board, he was threatened by other parents saying he was a transphobe and all this crap. He was being cut off. It's all on tape. We have the video. Go to YouTube. Type in, I don't know if it's on YouTube. Go to Rumble. Type in Scott Smith. School board. It'll be up there. The police were going to throw him out from the school board's perspective. The school board absolutely lied about the rape. He was going to be thrown out. He got into a fight with three cops. He was wrestled down, arrested, and convicted. And then they later they found out, oh shit, the school board lied about it. They never reported the rape, nor have they ever reported any other rape. Because they must take care of the narrative. And the narrative is trans girls are girls and they don't rape uh, real girls. That's the narrative. Well, they had a bit of a problem with their narrative. That boy went to the other school, was transferred secretly to the other school. He raped another girl in another female restroom while he was wearing a skirt. He finally got arrested and is now serving time in prison. And it took a year to get this guy pardoned? Absolutely incredible. I don't know what the... Uh, Glenn Youngkin, of all people, should have known better, but I got a feeling they've got some... It's like Texas. Texas can't just pardon people. I got a feeling there were some processes Youngkin needed to go through to get this guy pardoned. But he deserved to be pardoned. 
not only does he deserve to be pardoned, he deserves to get some sort of medal of honor from from uh, Yunkin and the state of Virginia. And that school board, they, they all resigned, by the way. What a shock. And by the way, Yunkin ended up becoming governor because of this incident. <sighs> so here's a shock. Okay, so the military, we've got some real problems in the military. Yes, besides the fact that we're giving all our ammunition and all our equipment to Ukraine, there, there's, there's actually more issues, and that's getting soldiers. So one of the things that a lot of people are saying is that the military's just gone woke. They're allowing gay people in, trans people in. They're forcing pe- soldiers to learn about pronouns, all this crap. Well, guess what? Um, the military says, no, that's that's not the reason we're not actually getting people into the military. And by the way, I think they're right. I don't think that's the only reason. I think we're raising a bunch of fat people and they can't get into the military. But it is part, but there's, it's not none of the reason. So according to Fox News, the claims that quote, woke, end quote, Pentagon policies are fueling a massive U.S. military recruiting crisis are overblown, and the criticisms may not only be making things worse, one expert said. I love the experts. Peter Fever, a Duke University professor and former member of the National Security Council during the Clinton and Bush administrations, said concerns over so-called woke policies have been blown out of proportion by politicians and critics. The main driver of the crisis are issues such as current labor market and the shrinking pool of young Americans who are qualified to serve, uh, qualified to serve, he said. Quote, because of drug use, obesity, or health concerns, it's just a smaller pool than it was two years ago, Fever said to Fox News Digital. These are the big drivers. Well, I mean, that is kind of true. All right. There is a much smaller pool because people... They celebrate fatness. We've just spent a half hour talking about it. So that is true. But it's also true that most of the people that join the military are typically lean conservative, are extremely patriotic, and are not woke. And the reality is the military has been doing nothing but advertising woke. That's all they've been doing is advertising woke. Shall I give you an example? Here's an example. Let's see if you remember this, because I played this about a year and a half ago. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California, with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again, but she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet, eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, 
where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. Do you remember that little ditty? That was played two years ago. And the military said, oh, yeah, this is great. You remember what I said about that? What did you hear? I, 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 my, my, me, me, me. Guess what? That's exactly the opposite of what the military is supposed to be teaching you. It's not about your success. It's not about your self-satisfaction or any gratification. It has nothing to do with that. You're dared to become a unit. But the military has destroyed that in the last couple of years. It has become woke. Emma and her two mothers shooting off Patriot missiles? That's what it's about? What is it? What, why did you join? Did you join the military because of patriotism? Did you join the military because you love your country and you want to defend your country? No, you joined it so you can felt, feel some sort of self-satisfaction. That's what the army has become. That's a turnoff to a lot of people. That's not what they're, they go to the military for. Do you know what? why most people go into the military? Kill people and break things. I'm sorry, you watch any war movie, that's the first thing they talk about. I want to get out there, I want to shoot somebody. They, I mean, that's what it's about. Okay, so let, let's continue with this article. Fever recently released a book titled Thanks for Your Service, which takes up a deep dive into declining public confidence in the military. At the heart of the issue, Fever said, is the politicization the military by both parties. Fever cited a Gallup poll released in July that showed public confidence in the military at 60%, noting that while a number compares favorably to the other U.S. institutions, it, it represents a worry in the trend, that's trend for the military. According to the poll, 60% number has not been this low since 1997 and hasn't been lower than 60% since 1988, when 58% of respondents expressed confidence in the military. Those lower numbers of the 1980s, which hover between 50 and 63%, were during a particularly trying time in American foreign policy, Gallup noted, amid the Cold War and high-profile events such as the Iranian hostage crisis. By the way, who was president? Jimmy Carter. Who is Biden compared to, most of all? Jimmy Carter. Here's the thing. Yeah, wokeness is hurting the military. It, it is. <clears throat> Anyone who tells you otherwise is just lying to you. Because of conservative... Again, people who join the military, typically patriotic, typically conservative. They see what's going on in the military now. And they are not interested in going in, in joining. And we're talking the military is 
like 40% down in their recruiting. They're 40 cent below their recruiting goals. That seems like a real problem. And it's not just because all fat people want to join the military. I, as a matter of fact, the military, they'll t- I'm sure they would take someone who's a little bit overweight because, trust me, they'd get them in shape. But uh, it gets worse. I mean, not only do will they not... They can't get anybody to join because of wokeness, but now they won't even pay them. According to Fox, and they won't pay them for the dumbest reason out there. Again, another reason not to join the military. According to Fox News, this came out today. The White House is threatening to veto a House House Republican legislation that would give the military, military's junior enlisted troops, a 30% raise next year. Quote, if the president were presented with H.R. 4365, he would veto it, the White House said in a press release addressing the proposed legislation. At, the, at issue is the, white, is the Pentagon spending bill advanced by the House Appropriations Committee earlier this year and scheduled to be voted on by the full House next this week. It includes language that would ensure no member of the military would make less than an equivalent of $15 an hour during a 40-week, 40 40-hour 40 work week. Okay, that makes sense. So basically what the House Appropriations Committee is saying is that our military people are making less than someone at McDonald's. And those people need to make at least the minimum wage that is being given by society. Because here's the reality. Unlike what it was in the past, if you don't want to be in the military, you just quit. I know there's a lot of people that say, well, you can, you can have, um, you, you sign the contract, you have to be in the military, you're the government. That's not necessarily true. You can't actually get out of the military. You can quit. Or worse, you just don't sign up again. Especially if you're making $8, $10 an hour, what is the point? You can go to Carl's Jr. and earn more money. Well, all this, so basically this sounds reasonable. And it really is. That's all the bill really talks about. But no, the White House threatened to veto. Why? The article says a little bit further down. But the White House has pushed back against the bill, claiming in a release that its current language includes partisan policy provisions with devastating consequences, including harming accesses to reproductive health. The bill will not allow abortion. Soldiers can't get abortions. Threatening the health care and safety of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex, LGBTQI+, Americans, Americans, in other words, the military will not pay you to cut off your balls. Endangering marriage equality, in other words, you still can't get married to another man while you're in the military. Hindering critical climate change initiatives. In other words, our tanks aren't going to be electric. I I guess that's what it means. I'm not exactly sure what... The military is there to drop missiles which create fire and smoke. So I'm not exactly sure what this is about. And last I heard, the deserts of Afghanistan do not have a lot of charging stations. So their Tesla tanks can recharge when they go 100 miles. 
just absolutely incredible. And they wonder why they're having a hiring, uh, they're having a recruiting crisis. It's, and then they say, well, wokeness has nothing to do with it. And by the way, the wokeness thing came from the mil- came from Fox News. Fox News was almost giving excuses why people weren't joining the military. It's fat, they're drugs. I mean, there are lots of other reasons why people aren't joining the military. So, well, good for the Biden administration. Keep going. Uh, if Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is more than likely going to be the nominee, if Donald Trump doesn't beat Joe Biden, everyone says that the next election is always going to be the most important election. I don't know how this country survives either way. If Donald Trump wins, great. Do I think he fixes everything? Well, he didn't fix everything last four years he ran. I think he can help. But if Joe Biden wins, we're just going. I don't think Trump winning is going to take us out of the trash can. I don't think it's going to hurt, but I don't think it's going to take. It's going to. We're going to recover. But I tell you what won't recover if Joe Biden wins because of this bullshit that he keeps pushing. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.